Hey guys, it's me, Dr. Love, here to tell you how to pick up the ladies. Just kidding, this is an Obi-Wan video. This, maybe, will help you with that as well. We'll find out. Hey, it's Geek Variants, it's Brent, your Master Jedi for today to tell you about the main character for Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan, pretty self-explanatory there. Uh, be sure to hit that little beautiful watermark in the corner. It helps you subscribe to the channel. Be sure to hit that like button. We appreciate anything you guys can do to help us bump up in the queue. But without further ado, straight to the content. You came to see Obi-Wan. You don't care about me. I understand. Dr. Love feels no pain. But... Our main character, Obi-Wan, was born on the planet Stujan, 57 BBY. He was found Force-sensitive and therefore brought to the Jedi Temple for raising, where he was found to be exceptionally rebellious during his younger years. And slowly, over time, kind of got won over by the order and how everything is maintained. He fell in love with maintaining democracy, which we all know the meme lives on forever, Revenge of the Sith, for democracy. But by 32 BBY, 25 years later, he attained the rank of Jedi Knight by cutting the Sith Lord Darth Maul in half on the planet of Naboo after his master, Qui-Gon Jinn, was killed by this same Zabrak Darth Maul. And in with his dying words, he promised to raise Anakin, and well, we know how that went. That was some of the greatest parenting ever seen. But he promised to train Anakin, so that part is history. The Master of Sorosu, there's nothing else we need to know pertaining to his early, early, early years. This series, Obi-Wan, focuses between 10 and 0 BBY before the Battle of Yavin, for those that don't know. So that is where we're going to primarily focus, and we're going to cover a lot of Obi-Wan's early exile so you kind of know where things were in the comics and then we'll see what they do when they drop the series on may 27th a two-parter just so you guys know two-parter on that friday which we will be covering here at geek variants so be sure to check that out as things progress you know in revenge of the sith obi-wan delivers luke to the lars homestead as he delivers luke to the lars homestead he says nothing of anakin's demise and fall to the dark side so uncle owen believes that anakin is dead like not even a slight possibility he's darth vader just dead so because the jedi order killed his brother-in-law quote unquote he believes yep luke should have nothing to do with being a jedi ever and he's like i'll raise luke but you gotta promise me you're not gonna be involved in the upbringing of luke at all Obi-Wan agrees to this reluctantly, but, you know, then adopts the turtle hermit lifestyle up on top of a cliff, you know, high ground, and is covered with sand around his house. If that's not a middle finger to Anakin, I don't know what is. After a long and reluctant retirement, Obi-Wan living on the western portion of the Dune Sea, slowly and but surely starts creeping out of hermit lifestyle and he goes and visits shmi skywalker's grave shmi is anakin's mother who we all know with the uh, magical birth he goes to the grave and apologizes and weeps 
for her son and apologizing to her for the hope and potential that her son had. And that is depressing as hell. That is enough to make a grown man cry to know that Obi-Wan is just here weeping for his now fallen friend at the grave of his fallen mother that he himself could not save. While this is transpiring, Qui-Gon appears in a Force vision and tells Obi-Wan he needs to let go. He needs to stop holding on to all of these attachments, and he needs to focus on letting go so he can better himself for the future. Obi-Wan eventually forfeits his lightsaber for a few years, but his sense of duty, honor, and justice that he had when he was a Jedi Knight and Jedi Master never ceases. The man is all about justice in a lawless planet like Tatooine, which is cruelly ruled by one Jabba the Hutt. When Luke was, Luke was three, the Lars homestead was attacked by bandits during a water tax, and Obi-Wan, feeling the force sensitivity to this, kind of like a spider tangle for those of you familiar with Marvel, since the disturbance in the force went to the Lars homestead and quickly and surely took care of the bandits only to get punched in the face by Uncle Owen, who was upset once again that Obi-Wan is interfering in their life. So how's that for gratitude? You save their lives, you catch a right hook directly across the face. Good times, right? Good times. A couple years later, once Luke turns eight, there's a water tax that breaks out, you know, Kind of something that we thought was a throwaway line in the book of Boba Fett that happens to maybe pertain to what we got going on now. Luke looked about eight in the trailer. Now you have this. Mm, coincidence, I see you guys. I see you. See what you're doing there, Filoni and Favreau. You guys have a plan. I like it. But Kenobi protects the family from this tax. They're not taxed whatsoever during this period of time. And Obi-Wan begins to start chronicling journals dedicated to Luke, telling him the ways of the forest, how to be trained, how to go about attaining inner peace, you know, stuff that could have potentially become part of the sacred texts that Luke had in the much hated by me, perceptually, the sequels to the originals. So there could be some information of that that happened to go, but we'll see how that works. During this, Luke attempted to bring water to a family that had suffered during the taxation by Jabba the Hutt and helped them out. Obi-Wan followed Luke most of the way. Luke ends up getting jumped by a bunch of Jabba's gang. Obi-Wan helps start to break up some of the fracas and help everybody out, only for Luke to accidentally get knocked out by one of Jabba's henchmen, which, you know, Obi-Wan eventually dispatches and then carries the young boy all the way to the Lars homestead and leaves him on the doorstep of the Lars homestead to disappear. And that time, he gets off scot-free. Nothing happened from Uncle Owen or Aunt Beru. He just kind of disappeared, dropped the body off where he needed to. Luke's okay, but, you know, caught a mean right hook. We'll be out for a little bit of time. After a failed maneuver through Beggar's Canyon with Luke's Skyhopper, you know, kind of close to Skywalker there, see what's going on. He happened to damage the Skyhopper itself enough not to be used, but he brought it back to the Lars homestead and mourned for his beloved craft, which happened to give him that little bit of freedom, that little bit of rebellious streak that Anakin always had. 
So Obi-Wan decided to take a job with some Jawas. Worked with them for a while, saved up enough money, paid the Jawas for the parts, and had them deliver it to Lars Homestead so that Luke could fix his Skyhopper. Uncle Owen, being the sleuth that he is, deduces two and two, puts everything together, takes the parts directly to Obi-Wan, throws it down at his feet, says, how dare you get involved in his life? We prom he promised you would stay away. How could you do this? And after a shouting match, they kind of just agree to leave on bad terms. Uh, Obi-Wan being more and more sarcastic as he's getting older and older, making Yoda proud to the very least. But, you know, Obi-Wan was no slouch and the master of sarcasm throughout his periods as a Jedi master. So everything proceeds as such. And Jabba, being Jabba, figured out that, you know, hey, this house wasn't paying the water tax. He tries putting two and two together and comes to the incorrect conclusion that Uncle Owen is the one who has been disrupting his water tax on that place and has been protecting the people around the Lars homestead. So he sends a couple of henchmen to go enforce this water tax. He sends one of our favorite Wookiees from Book of Boba Fett, Black Kersantan, to handle business. Black Kersantan literally just, you know, knocks out basically everyone at the Lars homestead picks up Uncle Owen and carries him off after knocking Aunt Beru down. Obi-Wan then decides, all right, now I got to go handle business. He decides he goes save Uncle Owen, and he has a great fight with Black Crescenton, eventually causing him that laceration right above his eye, like we saw in the book of Boba Fett, and partially blinded him in that eye and knocked him off a cliff, which... The book kind of left open for interpretation whether he died or not, but ultimately they did say, hey, he got off planet, he escaped, and he just was fleeing Jabba because, you know, you fail the job with Jabba, they're going to send somebody else bigger and stronger to take care of you or just beat you with numbers. Obi-Wan has several more spots where he meets along with Luke during their time on Tatooine. However, as this book of Boba Fett focuses between 10 and 0, BBY, we're not going to have him covered as much as I'm kind of upset about not covering that because look, Obi Wan fought a shard head who went on to become Darth Krayt, one of the greatest Sith lords in the entire Star Wars lore. And I can't cover that. Obi Wan also beheaded a Krayt dragon during his time on Tatooine. You know, the Krayt dragon, the Mandalorian season two, the giant sand dragon. Yeah, he beheaded one of those. Obi-Wan's no slouch. The master of hello there is once again doing incredible feats. But as that's not what we're focusing on, I can't talk about it. That being said, I'm very, very hyped for the series. This is the background that you kind of need to know. Obi-Wan, master of Suresu, he's overlooking Luke. He has a rough relationship with Owen and Aunt Beru. He takes a lot of lumps and he goes through a lot of grieving and a lot of sadness because... He failed Anakin, and he's never really got over that for a long, long time until he finally made peace just before he ran into Darth Vader once again, and his hope was restored that one day there would truly be a balance to the Force. I'm very excited for this series. It comes out May 27th. Geek variants, thank you for checking out what we got. Be sure to hit the like and subscribe button. It's a beautiful little watermark in the corner. We much appreciate you guys checking out everything that we have, and... I'll leave with a couple more because this is the last episode I will be making pertaining to 
Star Wars for Obi-Wan. We will have more stuff coming out as well as deep dives from Doctor Strange and stuff pertaining to Miss Marvel. Check it out what we got already. Much appreciated, guys. Thank you for being my apprentices during this wonderful journey. May the force be with you always.